From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. And welcome to the frozen tundra of Kansas City. And it's still fall. I mean, we've got temperatures in the 20s. We had like three inches of snow over the weekend uh, and all of this in the era of global warming. Hi there. Uh, I'm Dale Carter. He's Kurt Wheeler. And uh, we bring you this podcast called Dale Carter's America, where we try and take a look at everything that's going on in this crazy, wacky world of ours and uh, try and make a little bit of sense out of it. And there are multiple ways that you can track what we do on Dale Carter's America. Uh, The video ways uh, that we can get uh, to you uh, are a lot of fun because, well, we throw out a lot of videos. Videos, right, Kurt? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out on YouTube and Rumble. Make sure you're subscribed and uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, we post a lot of stuff there. We enjoy reading all of your comments and uh, make sure that you are sharing the podcast with your friends. We, we want to grow it as much as possible. So thanks to everyone who has done that already. Yep. We thank Bob Watson because he's been with us since nearly the beginning. He's my state farm agent, and he would love to be your state farm agent. 7th and Main in Blue Springs, Auto Home Life. you got to insure the things that you love and, and care about. Uh, it's part of being a grown-up, and uh, Bob will help you with that. His staff is tremendous, and if you follow like all of the uh, the commercials for State Farm that, that you see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on, there was a new one over the weekend. Um, they do funny commercials, uh, but the truth is behind those funny commercials are people who can help take care of all of the things that you care about in life. And he's licensed in both Missouri and Kansas. Don't let the Blue Springs address fool you. Uh, just get on the phone and call him and get a quote. It's a great time to check out all your insurance needs at 816-229-7878, 816-229-7878. Like a good neighbor, Bob Watson and State Farm Insurance are there. So did you survive uh, Thanksgiving? I did, yeah. Well, we we didn't really do too much. We went to uh, my wife's co-worker's house for for Thanksgiving uh, dinner. And then uh, Friday, actually, we went to the Missouri State Penitentiary in Jeff City. Oh, how cool was that? It was cool. It was cool. Have you ever been? I've not, but I saw a picture. It was like bathed in green lights. Is that a a thing? Yeah, it's... uh, yeah, sort of, but it's also like I mean, at least for me on my phone, it's really dark, so your phone kind of auto corrects the mm. the lighting a little bit. So that might have been part of it for yeah. whatever you saw. But we did a uh, a ghost tour, which was kind of funny. But uh, the the place itself is is really neat. Um, lots of history there, very creepy. Um, and <laughs> and the tour was cool too because you get to they kind of let you roam around, so we okay. got to go into all the cells and everything. How about like the that. smell? What did it smell like? Uh, not too bad. Uh, uh, you know, it smelled more just like an old building, really, okay. than anything. I think they've cleaned out all the blood and shit and piss and everything. Right. So. <laughs> we got to be careful at Thanksgiving. You know, we had Thanksgiving dinner at her mom's down in Osceola, and that's usually, you know, red meat country, but there's always that one really liberal relative yeah. at the table that you got to be careful about. And I'm not going to give out any names because my wife would kill me if this ever got back to her. But we were in the, the basement of her mom's house is where she sets up all the tables. And I'm sitting next to a family friend who I don't know this for a fact, but I would almost put money in Vegas on the fact that she's a lesbian. 
older woman, you know, it just, you just, she's not married and, and she just gives off the vibe that she's a lesbian. Right. And so she's sitting so next. So you asked, right? No, of course not. Of course not. I mean, I've known her for years, um, but I would never ask that kind of question. But she brings up, hey, have you seen what they're doing in San Francisco? And I'm like, red alert, red <laughs> alert. Person I think is gay is bringing up San Francisco. Um, but it was safe. You know, we talked about what was going on there, but I looked at my wife and I'm like, oh my God. Uh, so anyway, I had an oh my God moment, but we did not step on the toes of the liberal person in her family who was seated at a table away from us. You just always have to be careful, especially with my wife's family. There, there's like a code. I don't know what it's like with yeah. your family, but there's like a code. You can't say this to that person, can't say this to that person. And it's like, my God, you need a map. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely had some some pretty heated uh you know, discussions, family discussions over the years, over Thanksgiving or, or various other holidays. And uh, I tend to just avoid it now, really. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not worth burning bridges. I mean, you know, if someone wants to bring something up and, you know, navigate, you know, then that's one thing. But I'm not going <laughs> to go out of my way to, you know, cause a scene. Because uh, there is, you know... It, like you said, it's it's difficult yeah. to know what offends everyone. It's in, like a minefield. Yeah. Um, well, this was something I thought was really funny. The Biden-Harris campaign put out a guide to deal with your crazy MAGA relatives at Thanksgiving. We are not making this up. Some stuff we do make up and we poke fun at, but this was an actual thing. Yep. So let's see uh, what they said. So this is what you're, the rebuttals that you're supposed to use when uh, your crazy MAGA relative is bringing up pro-Trump stuff, in case you're just listening to the, the audio podcast. Right. The economy was better during Trump. Wrong. That's not, that sounds like a Trump thing right there, just like immediately. Wrong. Wrong. Not true. <laughs> uh, Trump had the worst jobs record of any president since the Great Depression. Inflation is the lowest it's been in two years. The economy is growing, and unemployment has been under 4% for the longest stretch on record. Just look at your Thanksgiving costs compared to last year. Gas prices, eggs, turkey. Time out. Wasn't Biden president last year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as the economy and all that, we did have a pandemic yeah. that damn near shut down our economy, yeah. which he takes credit for. It's like, look at all these jobs I've created. Yeah, well, it said the last one says Joe Biden has created nearly 14 million jobs, so that's just fake. Complete fake. So, you know, and, and I could have helped. If I had known they were going to do this, you could be like Corrine Jean-Pierre, right? You could be at the table. It's like, oh, i got to get out the book. Okay, you said that? Okay, well, then there's that. So I could have— I just really hope that someone, like, actually printed this out, you know, and, like, took it to Thanksgiving with them, and they, like, have it under the table. Like, yeah. Like crib notes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I, I could have given him the playbook. The playbook's always there, and we talk about it on Dale Carter's America all the time. Just know that most things are racist, right? And if somebody's got something you don't have, that's not fair. And then, of course, you could always throw in global warming, climate change. I mean, my God, it's like 20 degrees. It's 20 degrees in the studio here today. Uh, so that's probably climate change going the other way. Yep. Um, when all else fails, it's Trump's fault and or the MAGA Republicans. And, of course, if there's any perceived wrongdoing on the part of a liberal and or Democrat, there's nothing to see here. So that's the five plays. I mean, they could have added that to the guide. So I we, would have been honored. I, I might have wanted you know some sort of royalty out of it, but I'm I would have been honored. Should we keep going? This is the first. Of is the there thing. more? Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, do as much or as little as you want. Trump's going to protect our Social Security and Medicare. Are you kidding me? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Trump tried to cut Social Security and Medicare every single year he was in office. That's not true. I wish he did, but he didn't. Uh, while he did that, he tuck, cut taxes for his super rich friends. Ooh. That's play number two. <laughs> play number two. Uh, Trump cares about himself and would rather poor people and seniors suffer so rich people prosper. That damn Trump. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trump secured our border. Wrong. wrong. No, he didn't. It just said the first one is every of everyone is just no wrong. All he did was separate families, put children in cages, and leave behind a broken immigration system. I thought Obama's the one who put him in chains. They all, cages. they all, they all yeah, did yeah. that. Biden's done right. it too. Uh, now, if he's reelected, he's promising to make it worse, rounding up Latinos into mass detention camps. Going to put you all back in chains. Yeah. Ending birthright citizenship and shooting people at will. Of course he will. Yeah. Uh, there's no federal ban on abortion. You can still get one. What's the big deal? Not in the 21 states that currently have bans in place. Not enough. That's called democracy. You know, <laughs> yeah. we talked about that when they threw out that that horrible decision that was made in 1973. It was always going to go back to the states, and the states, it's it's their role to decide what they want. Their people decide what they want. MAGA Republicans running for president would push for a federal abortion ban if elected. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's more. Trump is better for workers. World leaders respected My Trump. God, Trump was this like an encyclopedia yeah, that I guess so. they wanted you to print out and take with you? I, I seriously would love to hear from anybody who could reach out to us. Even on the other side, if you hate listen to this podcast, um, did you print this out and take this with you to your family? By the way, did, did you get an autograph on your uh, Kamala Harris photo posing with a gas stove in the background? There she is. I mean, that's such a, they're a cute couple to begin with. But when you circle that, which you have in red, um, that is a gas stove from her kitchen. So again, rules for you, rules for us. And they, and they all have them too. I mean, there's been plenty before this even, you know, there's been plenty of uh, montages or, or picture collages of various different people. Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, et cetera, et cetera. Those types, you know, that are... Uh, saying that the world's going to end, I'll have gas stoves. So. It's kind of like, you know, on our podcast page, if we put a picture of you, Kurt, up wearing a pro-choice T-shirt, that would be about the same thing, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you're going to believe in something, believe in it. You know, stop going around in your motorcades and burning up all that gas. Find electric cars for your motorcade. Stop flying overseas. Get on a sailboat. Or how about a Zoom call? That yeah. kind of thing. I mean, if you believe in this crap, believe in it. Don't, don't be such a hypocrite. And she's a complete hypocrite. Um, so we move on to uh, more Thanksgiving fun. This at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I had the chance to be there once with my son who was marching for Blue Springs High School. This seems to have become a trend. There was one on the, the West Coast at some uh, concert. I can't remember what it was. You probably do. Where the protesters glued themselves to the road. No, I don't remember that. Well, it happened. And I remember the, the video. It's like, I'm an environmental protester. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you kind of remember that. Well, they're going into the the art, uh, you know, the uh, museums and destroying pieces of art. I mean, mm -hmm. this is different because this is a Palestinian thing. How, I mean, you're more of an outdoorsy kind of a work with your hands kind of a guy. How do you glue yourself to pavement? It sounds painful. I don't want to find out. Yeah. So <laughs> the pro-Palestinian protesters decided to disrupt the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade by gluing themselves to the pavement. Yep. 
And it was about a half-hour delay before they figured that out. You know what my wife, who's from Cass County, said when I told her about this? Run them over. Run them over! (laughs) I do it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great way to get people against your cause, you know? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like people are out here with their families trying to enjoy the parade, and you're out here for your stupid fucking thing, you know, just gluing yourself to the street. Who is going to, like, who that just went to the Thanksgiving parade and was neutral on this is going to be like, oh, well, now you've glued yourself to the street and, like, interrupted the whole reason that I'm here with my family. Now I support you. I'm behind you 100% (laughs) there. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what the – I wish I could remember what that uh, concert or festival was where the environmental activists did that and the sheriff's department came in and basically just bulldozed their barricade and started arresting him. And and she's like, I'm an environmental protester. Like that puts you in a protected class and you can't be arrested for, you know, um, interrupting things. All right, let's move on. Um, Medicare Simplified KC is uh, one of our big sponsors here, and this is a huge time if you are on Medicare. If you're already on Medicare, this is the time for an annual enrollment period, and there have been significant changes to Medicare plans for 2024. So you should always review your Medicare plan. If you haven't heard about these or haven't had any contact yet with your agent or broker, you ought to reach out to Kirk Doris and Lori Hocker. They're at Medicare Simplified KC. They offer no cost, no pressure, comprehensive consultations that will provide you with the factual information on which you can base an informed decision on as far as your Medicare plan selections for next year. Kirk and Lori, experienced, knowledgeable, and most importantly, ethical. These are important decisions that need to be based on fact that's provided by professionals you can trust. Kirk and Lori, they build a client base of thousands of folks right here in the Kansas City area, and they'll attest that they are that caliber of professional. Uh, You can find them at 816-701-6661. They are on the web at medicaresimplifiedkc.com. If you're already on Medicare, this is the time to check it out. Um, And if you're approaching 65, those are the people that you need to be talking to. Hey, we want to thank uh, the folks at Clay Como Shooters. They're on board with us as well. And when I see things happening uh, that are happening in our backyard, Kurt, you know, when we've got people being shot at malls on both the Missouri and the Kansas side, uh, daily the death toll continues to go up right here in Kansas City, in the middle of America. And then you've got things like there was um, uh, there's some tense moments when a vehicle came across the border in uh, northern New York. Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. The car exploded. Um, and I think there's, I don't think it was a terrorist attack, but for a while, everyone was holding their breath thinking it was. We've got the southern border that's wide open. You really need to protect yourself because you can't count on necessarily calling 911 and an officer arriving in time to save your life when things are happening quickly. So get trained, get yourself a firearm, and get with the pros at Clay Como Shooters. Uh, they've got all the firearms you, you could ever need. They've got a range there that's awesome. They'll train you. They train law enforcement, whether it's a pistol, rifle, ammo, accessories, um, shotguns. You know, even President Biden at one point in his life encouraged everybody to get a shotgun. Uh, so come try it out and train with them at 69 Highway in Clay Como, 816-452-4867. They're on the web at claycomoshooters.com. And uh, the reason that I'm wearing this um, the hoodie today for American Rebel, I did a uh, live broadcast at American Rebel in Lenexa. And uh, they, have you ever been there? No. Because you're a hunter. Yeah. 
between American Rebel, they've got the the gun safes, and then Bushnell, the outlet store is there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can get the scopes that you need and, and uh, field glasses and all that kind of stuff. And um, the, the safes are amazing. Yeah. I don't know how many firearms you have, Kurt. But I lost all of mine in a boating accident. Did you? You're not. You're making that up. You're making that up. <laughs> maybe I am. Uh, maybe maybe you not. are. Maybe you aren't. But uh, <laughs> the safes are incredible. No matter how big a one you need, they've got it for you. Um, and I'm not even charging them for this. But I told them, if, you know, if I had this hoodie, I'd wear it. And, you know, we talk about them a little bit. Uh, yeah, American absolutely. Rebel. I mean, and that goes hand in hand with Clay Como shooters. Because, you know, if you if you got guns, you need to safely store them. And uh, our friends in American Rebel can show you how to get that done. I mean, this country, I'm not even sure where it's going right now. You know, we had three Palestinian men in Vermont who were shot, you know, just in a, in a random thing. Uh, a guy goes up, he didn't kill any of them, at least so, so far as I've heard. One of them was in critical condition. But he just goes up to three Palestinian guys and shoots them in America, in Vermont. Hmm. That's just crazy. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. Um, because what's happening over there with Israel and Hamas is spilling over into this country. I mean, you saw the protest uh, on the Macy's parade, uh, the, the people being shot in Vermont, uh, all of the, uh, the things that are happening against Jewish people in this country. I didn't uh, research this, but I suspect, Kurt, that there are more Jews living in the United States than living in Israel. Uh, I think that's true. Yeah. So the spillover effect is definitely happening, um, you know. But when we look at these protesters, I have a serious question: If you're a woman and you're supporting Hamas and the Palestinians and what's happening over there, have you read a book? Have you looked into what they will do to women? What they do to women? How can you be a woman and support that cause? Or even a, a Wikipedia article, which is the the best. Uh kind of compilation that I found, but you can look through the Wikipedia article, Islamism in the Gaza Strip, uh, restrictions on women, dress code, uh, they're required to wear a hijab or a burqa, um, and then there's other restrictions on driving, uh, voting, um, things like that. I mean, you can read through it on your own, but it's a lot. Yeah, now imagine if you're gay, I mean, what do they do to gay folks over there? Uh, it's not very good. It's probably not good. Uh, so I don't know how you can support them, but uh, some people in this country are supporting them. Uh, there's been a deal to get some hostages back. And think about what happened on October 7th. Not only were thousands of people killed in this surprise attack that came from Hamas, but they took a bunch of uh, people hostage, women, children, people who basically were playing in a playground, and it's like, oh, here come the bad guys, and they're just going to take you. So there's been a swap, um, and some folks came out of Israeli prisons back over to the other side. Um, I'm sure they're going to do wonderful things. They're probably going to plant gardens full of flowers, um, and Israel gets their people back, at least some of them at this point. It's just a crazy thing, and I just I know that there are people who look at this and say that we shouldn't really care, but I think we should. Um, that's the Holy Land. Think about that. Even if we didn't need the oil that comes out of Saudi Arabia and Iraq and all those places, if we pulled back and we we had we were energy independent as we once were under Donald Trump. Um, if we didn't need that area, we'd pull out and forget about it. But the Holy Land is holy to all of us, right? To every faith. So we're going to care about that area. Yeah, it's a very uh, contentious area for sure. Yeah.
So here's something else I want you to think about as far as the Palestinians, any of you who are supporting the Palestinians and what they're going through. The surrounding Arab states don't want them. They are the scourge of the Arab world. They don't want them. They don't want them in Egypt. They don't want them in Jordan. They don't want them. And if if the Iranians love them so much, why don't they take them? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is is that that area, the the Palestinians are kind of useful cattle, like for every side. They're they're useful for the Iranians because they, you know, can can use them as fodder, basically, as like human fodder, and then point to all the atrocities, you know, in their view being being committed by Israel. They're useful to Israel because they still have control over the area, and they could say, you know, that that they're they're legitimate in what they're doing in in the area so they're just like totally human fodder in, in my opinion it's very sad cuz you're right nobody wants them i mean israeli israel certainly doesn't want them jordan doesn't want them egypt doesn't want them they're kind of trapped mm-hmm. um so it's a tough place to be in well the israeli point of view is you had the gaza strip for 15 years and i know you made the point earlier that israel had control over their power system and, and lots of other ways that they had control but they had that area for 15 years. Hamas has been ruling it for that entire time. It's a beautiful part of the country, or beautiful part of the world. They've got beaches right there on the Med, right? Yep. And they've done nothing other than plan this October attack and continue to do things to terrorize people. I mean, if you've got it and you wanted a two-state solution, why can't you take that area and build something with it? There was nothing holding them back from building something with that. You know, and, and the other thing that frustrates me is we live in this TikTok world, right, where young people, and I live with one of those who's 15, and he gets everything he knows from TikTok, and he thinks that he is a foreign policy expert right now sure. because of what's happened on TikTok. You got something on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if we covered this or not, but uh, I think it was last week or the week before there was a big resurgence of uh, Osama bin Laden's letter to America. Oh, I heard about that. Right. And uh, a bunch of like young people were suddenly like all about Osama bin Laden. Cause Scary of stuff going on. So here. here's just a small uh, montage. Okay, of some that. of you have probably seen this. Probably a lot haven't. It's a letter to America written by Osama bin Laden. I read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. If you're Muslim and you've lived in the US since 9-11, you know more truth than the typical citizen. Now it's all coming to light because of Palestine. So let me get this straight. In 2023, TikTok creators, content creators, whatever they want to call themselves, are saying that Osama bin Laden, the man who attacked us on American soil in 2001, had a point. Are y'all on drugs? Are y'all smoking? I don't know. I'm with What I do know (laughs) is America on Tuesday, September 11, 2001, was heartbroken and was sad. Well, you get the idea. I do get the idea. That's just one compilation of many, but there was a, a bunch of people... You know, I don't know how it got back out, but a bunch of people, you know, going in and talking about it. And I mean, I encourage people to to read anything, you know, go go read it uh, if, if you so choose. I, I've perused through it. And, you know, I, I think people more information is always better. But 
you know, the the TikTok generation seems very uh, clickbaity, and they right. don't actually like think about it. They just kind of take whatever's fed to them and regurgitate right. it. And and I know um, we talked about Nikki Haley and what she wants to do with the internet and registering people and all that. I think what we need is common sense that came down from my grandparents, probably yours as well. We need a bullshit detector. There needs to be a bullshit detector built into the American psyche, or we're going to have a problem. Because young people who get on this TikTok thing, that is a very real thing, I know, because I live with it. And and what I would say at this point about the podcast in general is that what you're getting on this is not gospel, for sure. It's my opinion. It's Kurt's opinion. Opinions are like assholes. And there's two assholes here doing this podcast every week. Okay? (laughs) What you need to do is verify Go read a book, get your own opinions, learn about what's happening in the world, and don't do it in snippets on TikTok. It's just, it, it's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Yep, 100%. I mean, it it's, goes to kind of the broader thing of like the internet age in America, uh, the just everyone's access to smartphones and technology. You know, we have the entire history of information, everything that like, Ever happened on your phone. At your fingertips, (laughs) you know, at any moment. But because of that, because of the overwhelming amount of information, you know, people are lazy and they, and it ultimately boils down to the least common denominator. And so that's a problem. It's like, it's amazing that in a time when people have so much wealth of information, they just like go to the dumbest shit, which is just, it kind of makes sense when you think about human nature and things like that, but it's very interesting. I just want to be left alone to live my life in peace, right? I I don't want to really go out of my way to, you know, impose my will on anyone else necessarily. I just, I want to live my life in peace. And maybe that means getting a firearm at Clay Como, you know, because Clay Como shooters, um, because that's what it's come down to. If you want to live your life in peace, there's too many people out there who don't understand that their uh, rights end where mine begin. Mm -hmm. And at my property line, that's where (laughs) your rights end and mine begin. And when you cross that and you do it in a threatening way, you may find yourself on the other end of, of a firearm. That's kind of where we are. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a crazy world right now. And um, all I want to do is be left alone to live in peace. Yeah. Is that really too much to ask? 100%. Totally and agree. Maybe keep my taxes a little bit on the low side, yeah. right? Yeah. And retire uh, to someplace sunny uh, where it's not 20 degrees and three inches of snow. In fall, which this is still fall, I want to point out. Um, Royal Roofing and Solar. Let's talk about them a little bit because they sponsor this podcast. Uh, 816-540-7057. The roof over my home was put on by Royal Roofing and Solar. And we've had plenty of precipitation for me to know that the roof is fine. Does not leak and it looks fantastic. These are folks based right here in our community, certainly not fly-by-night. And if you got your notice from Evergy, you know that uh, from 4 to 8 moving forward, you better be sitting in your house in the dark with nothing on. I mean, nothing on electrical. I mean, you can have clothes on. You'll probably need a lot of clothes <laughs> on. Um, because that's where we are now with Evergy. They've got like the the uh, the uh, time-based uh, rates. Yep. And from 4 to 8, it's going to be exorbitantly high. What if you could turn your home into an energy producer? If you're in your forever home, ask them about it at Royal Roofing and Solar. They'll take you through all the traps, and there's even a way that you can get a free roof out of the deal. Ask them about it when you call, and ask for Mike Dale. He's the expert on that. 
that. 816-540-7057. If it's just a roof over your house, they'll take care of you that way as well. Royal Roofing and Solar. Also want to thank Jim Dingman and the fine folks at Funhouse Pizza in both of their locations, 50 Highway in Lee Summit, 7 Highway in Blue Springs. What an awesome place. If you've got some sort of a banquet coming up, maybe your youth football team, maybe your high school football team, you want to have a banquet there, uh, he's ready for it. It's a fun place to take whatever group you've got, a birthday party, um, soccer party, whatever kind of a party you've got. Uh, the pizza is fantastic. The beverages are very cold, and the atmosphere is fun. That's why they call it Fun House Pizza. 50 Highway in Lee Summit, 7 Highway in Blue Springs. Biden's new energy program continues to uh, unfold. We, we got a little sample of that with uh, the vice president of the United States posing with her husband in front of her gas stove because she buys into this about as much as you do. When you ask them about it, yep. uh, but they've got to, you know, they got to keep up a front on these things. Uh, some things to kind of throw into this pile: Ford is the latest to dial back production on EVs. They're just not profitable, even with the tax credit. Yeah, not profitable. And if you really want to scare yourself before you think about buying an EV, and if you want to buy an EV because you think they're cool, you know, go with God. Do whatever makes you happy. But if you think you're making a big difference uh, and the costs aren't going to be exorbitant down the road, you're making a mistake because that battery is going to fail at some point. What you should really do is when you're thinking about a model of EV, go to Google and you can do a search on this and find out how much a replacement battery on that vehicle is going to cost. Yeah, The range on it is $4,000 on the low end and about $25,000 on the high end. That's crazy. I saw, um, I think it was during the Chiefs game yesterday, uh, that Porsche has a, an EV out now. I saw that. Yeah, and it's like ninety thousand dollars. So yeah. it's like, what is the target market for this? You know, I mean, it's a Porsche. So people who want to buy a Porsche are probably going to want a gas Porsche because it's you know makes all the rumble sounds and has the 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 actual engine in it. So it's just it seems so forced, and and that's also. Again, with the tax credit, you know, imagine yeah. what it would cost without it. Unless you're, you know, rich and you just want a virtue signal, but hey, I'm saving the planet. Yeah. You know, I saw another commercial during the Chiefs game about technology that's coming at us, and the fuel cell is something that they're still working on. I'm intrigued by that. I am not one of these people out there knuckle dragging that says it's got to be a gas engine forever. Because, you know, I understand that they used to have buggy whip uh, factories, too, and those went out of style. Right. Uh, progress happens, and it should happen. What shouldn't happen is the government shouldn't be there with their thumb on the scale saying, this is what we are going to do. You are going to do it. They love the word mandate. Right. Love the word mandate, including in New Jersey, where there's a new mandate in New Jersey that all vehicles sold starting in 2035 will be EV. Damn it. They will be. Right? Yep. The governor there says, uh, you know, you don't have to buy one, but um, that's all we're going to be selling in the new variety starting in 2035. And, hey, you're going to get this this uh, tax credit. I think it's like $4,000 comes right off the sticker. And we saw what happened there. When they, when they had a tax credit of whatever $1,000 it was, what did uh, Detroit do? They immediately upped the price by that right. much money, right. which exactly. is what happens. And then you have to ask yourself, who's paying the $4,000? Right. Government doesn't 
do anything. They don't create anything. All they do is take money from people who have earned it and give it to people who necessarily who maybe haven't. I mean, yep. some, you know, we're all earning money at some degree, but you know, that's what they're doing. They're it's a shell game. They take it from over here and they put it over here. So think about that. Anytime you're getting a tax credit, somebody else paid for it. Then there's this major coal plant in Maryland that serves 13 sa- states and the District of Columbia will be shutting down. And again, that's government mandated. Uh, so it's going to make an already shaky grid even shakier. But don't worry, because Joey B won't be affected by this, because his motorcade will be gas-powered vehicles. His helicopter that takes him you know, out to Andrews to get on a plane will be um, gas-powered. So he's not going to be affected. Just you, the little people, with that uh, Maryland plant that's going to be shutting down. Does that include Missouri, do you know? It does not. Okay. That's an East Coast thing. Um, you know, Missouri, for the most part here in the Kansas City area, we're powered by coal. Uh, there's some nuclear over by St. Louis. And frankly, that's another thing that we ought to explore. We ought to be building more nuclear plants. Haven't built one of those since the 1970s. Yeah. I think I've driven past that, actually, now that you mentioned it. You can it. see it from I-70 as you're going into St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's this, with a month to go in fall, a major winter storm crossed the country. Um, that makes me wonder, in Biden's world, how are we going to heat our homes? Yeah. Are, you know, you can't, I, I would assume that burning the furniture also harms the environment because they don't want to burn coal. How are we going to heat our homes? You have to just stand really close to each other and use body heat. And then I brought this, you know, I brought this up to you last time we were talking, you know, it's like, what's more dangerous, you know, going up a couple of degrees, a little bit warmer or, you know, freezing your ass off. (laughs) And I would think, you know, freezing to death would be a much higher likelihood than burning to death. Yeah. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm going to look that up real quick. Uh, well, make sure you get a good source for that and not the TikTok world. <laughs> Remember what happened when uh, Dallas got that ice storm uh, and it shut down the wind turbines and we had brownouts here in the Midwest? Because, you know, wind and solar is awesome when the wind is blowing and it's not cloudy. Yeah. So what do you got there? Okay, here's a uh, National Weather Service. Just a quick Google search here. This is uh, weather fatalities from 2017. Uh, Heat, 107 deaths. Cold, 26 deaths Hmm. in 2017. 30-year average for heat is 134. 30-year average for cold is 30. So more people die from heat than from cold. Now? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wait till we turn off the furnaces. It's like, you know, you can't heat your house anymore, so we'll see if that number turns around the other way. And I think probably a majority of those, or at least a significant portion of those, is uh, parents, like, leaving their kids in hot cars and stuff like that. Stupid. That's a big problem. Um, that doesn't happen so much with You got a new cold. baby on the way. Don't ever do that. I that's don't my, plan on it. That's yeah. my parenting tip to you. Thank you. Don't leave your child in a hot car. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens along those lines, but it's just it's been crazy weather-wise here. Um, and yet what the Biden administration will tell you is the two biggest threats to life in America as we know it are climate change and white supremacy. Yep. The, the white stuff on the ground and the white stuff in this podcast studio. Yeah. I, 
I don't, I don't know that many who listen to this podcast would agree with that, but that's what Joe Biden says, and maybe that's why he is at a 24% approval rate. Uh, we'll continue here because uh, the Iowa caucuses and the uh, New Hampshire primary are coming up here before you know it. 2024, for all intents and purposes, might as well be here right now. Okay, uh, we don't do this every time, but uh, we're going to give out a Midwest GI full of shit award. You're full of shit. All right, thank you. Now, now, shush. You are speaking shit to me. You full of shit. You understand that? You full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) The Full of Shit Award is uh, presented by Midwest GI Health and Wellness, Dr. Mark Taramina, who wants to get up there and look around and, and see what you got going in there, right, with the colonoscopy. And you really need to get that done. Starting at age 45, if you've not had a colonoscopy, Talk to your doctor or just cut out the doctor and go right to Dr. Taramina and Midwest GI Health and Wellness. You can find them at 816-836-2200. That's 816-836-2200. They are on the web at MidwestGIHealth.com, and they cover both ends of the spectrum, going down and coming out. That entire GI tract, that's what they're experts at, and uh, they'll they'll take care of you. Um, And they've got a wonderful staff right there, fully staffed, in Lee's Summit, one-stop shopping. Just go in, actually do your prep first, then you go in, you take a nice little nap, you wake up, and you find out what went on there. But the key here is to catch it early. The Google rating for Midwest GI Health and Wellness, 4.9 out of 5 stars, the highest in Kansas City. Plus, he's he's got a dry sense of humor, and you really want that in the guy who's going to put a hose up your butt. Yeah, you don't want him to be a... a a stick in the mud. Yeah, I was gonna. I guess if you want to say. Okay, so I, I don't know. I was going through stuff, and this kind of jumped out at me. The uh, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Ursay, I guess he got arrested in 2014 on a DUI. He was like weaving around. He couldn't walk the straight line. Turned out he had a bunch of prescription drugs in his vehicle. Um, He had thousands of dollars in cash, like almost $30,000 in cash in his vehicle. And he claimed back then that he was targeted because he's a white billionaire. And for some reason, this has come up again. Um, And now he's threatening to sue ESPN's first take um, for talking about this because he's a white billionaire, Kurt. He was targeted. Here's the original clip that somebody pulled. It was from an HBO special, I believe. Okay. I am prejudiced against because I'm a rich white billionaire. If I'm just the, the average guy down the block, they're not pulling me in. Of course that. Do you know what it's going to sound like if people hear you say they're prejudiced against a rich white billionaire? I don't billionaire? care what it sounds like. It's the truth. I don't, you know, Andre, I can give a damn what people think or anything sounds or sounds like. The truth is the truth. And I know that. Okay. Okay. I think he's full of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a little strange, but then of course the 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 newest thing I guess is is this first take show or whatever. So you know they've got to get a uh, a black female on there to shut him down and talk about how racist he is. So that's what they did. What's frustrating is his comments exemplify exactly what people think NFL owners are: detached. Um, just a, a total lack of awareness of their privilege and the, the flippancy of how they discuss their privilege. He came off like he's a victim. Um, and that he's white. Anyone who he's has not had allowed as to be a victim. As he has had, share, just by virtue of his name, 
the family he, he, he was raised in, and the color of his skin. Like, it, it, it bothered me on a lot of levels. And to, Stephen, to your point about Jonathan Taylor, that was the first thing I thought of because of how dismissive he was about uh, with Jonathan and just overall the running back position and players in general. She doesn't even know what to say. She's just yeah, like she, rambling. It's just words, right? Yeah. Just words it's one so after stupid. another. And, and I just think the whole thing is full of shit. And I just, I, I take the side of the cops here, okay? The cops are following this guy. He's weaving all over the road. They pull him over. Okay, you know, his name is Jim Ursay. Big fucking deal. All right. You know, you seem to be intoxicated, Mr. Ursay. Can we give you a test? Can you walk a straight line? And he can't. And he's got all these drugs. He's got cash in the vehicle. So they run him in. Who cares? Right. Yeah, you, you did something bad and he got caught. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> and, you know, remember when Biden made that speech? It's like, you know, have you had the talk with him about hands at 10 and 2? We don't have that talk with our white kids. We only have that talk with the black kids. And, and that's not true either. No. Right? I had that talk. I had that talk with my kids. You'll have that talk with your kid. It's just, you know, it's smart is what you should be doing. So um, I don't think... Um, you were pulled over because you're a white billionaire. And I would like to think in 2023 that our police officers out there, the vast, vast majority, I would put that number at 98% plus, are not targeting people to pull them over based on their race. I just, I don't want to live in that world. And I don't think we do. No. And I think that the only people who benefit from that kind of talk are the race baiters out there, the Al Sharptons of the world. This this girl that you yeah, just had on the clip say, here, yeah. who, you know, I couldn't, I don't know who the hell she was, but no. sounds like she could be great over on MSNBC. She's a diversity hire, I'm sure. She, I'm sure. She has nothing important to say. All right. So one more time, we say thank you to Bob Watson, Blue Spring State Farm agent, for five decades. He has been my personal State Farm agent for almost 30 years, and that's been through kids and cars and uh, all kinds of problems we've had at the house, you know, claims we've had to make uh, one time on the roof. Bob Watson has always been there for me, and he'll be there for you as well with surprisingly great rates. It's a perfect time to check out everything that you have that you care about that you want to insure. 816-229-7878, 816-229-7878. Bob Watson, State Farm Insurance. Uh, he's licensed on both sides of State Line Road, and he is ready to take care of you, regardless of where you live, unless you live in Connecticut. When I lived in Connecticut, Kurt, in the 90s, I, I've been a State Farm kid my entire life. And that goes back to, you know, w we all kind of picked the insurance and maybe some of the brands that our parents had. And uh, when I was growing up, Bertha Becker was our State Farm agent. Nice older lady, and she had been my stepfather's insurance agent. So when I started driving, she became my insurance agent. And I had State Farm agents when I lived in Indiana. But when I moved to Connecticut, they don't have local state farm agents in Connecticut. It's the only state in America that does not have state farm agents. And they told me at the time, it's like, you've been such a great uh, client of ours. Uh, we're going to take care of you out of the corporate office in Connecticut. But then when I moved to Kansas City, moved to Blue Springs, first thing I, I did was it's like, okay, who's my state farm person? And they hooked me up with Bob Watson, and we've been together uh, ever since. Um, so you got so why don't they not have... In, uh, agents in Connecticut? I don't know the answer to that question, but you know, Connecticut's like the insurance capital of the world. Oh, so I didn't know that. there may be some grandfathered deals there to where State Farm couldn't have agents or whatever. Uh, the answer to 
most of what I'm about to talk about is Connecticut is not where I will retire to, if you (laughs) think about that. Uh, The last year that we lived in Connecticut was the snowiest winter they had on record. We had 17 different snowstorms. My lawn was covered with snow from before Christmas until after Easter. Ugh. Think about that. Think I don't want to live there. I want to retire somewhere. And when we're thinking about where we want to retire, and you probably haven't even thought about that yet, right? Not even close. <laughs> well, when you get to be my age, which is 60, you start thinking about where it is you want to retire eventually. And I don't think I'm going to retire anywhere where the millennials are moving. I mean, I looked at the story online, and the places that millennials are moving, Cambridge, Massachusetts came up number one. That's a no for a lot of reasons. And then a lot of places in California and Colorado. You've got the list there. Yeah, Cambridge, Santa Clara, California, Seattle, Washington, Sunnyvale, California, Denver, Arlington, Virginia, Bellevue, Washington, Killeen, Texas, Austin, Texas. Texas? Yeah, a lot of people are moving to Austin. (laughs) Yeah. And I think Killeen is like right outside of Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of a liberal enclave in an otherwise red state. Now, why do you think, Kurt, that millennials are picking places like this to live? Um, What might they have? What benefit might they have? Are we saying that this generation of people likes high taxes and regulation? They probably no. I don't. I don't really know. I'm drawing a blank. What do you think? I I think that I maybe it's for people like them. I don't know. They, they want to be around people like them. Yeah. I just hope they don't move to wherever it is I want to retire to because what's happening in a lot of cases is people who are very liberal in their thinking are moving to red states and getting involved politically yeah. and trying to impose their will. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of like hotbeds of of activity. Uh, you know, culture and the arts and things like that. You have places in California, Seattle, Denver, obviously, uh, Austin, Savannah, Georgia. I've never been, but my mom's been there. She says it's a really nice town. It's on the beach. Um, you can like go into any bar and get a drink and walk around on the street with it. So it seems pretty youth. Any in Florida? Uh, none in Florida. None in Florida. Interesting, because that's one of the places we're looking at though, that we want to retire to, maybe, if we can afford to retire there. We've also looked at uh, southern Mississippi, which is close to the, the Gulf Coast. Any in Mississippi on that list? No. I think I'm safe there. Arkansas, believe it or not, comes up number yep. one for retirement. Yep, Arkansas is great. Anybody in uh, Arkansas? No. no. Tennessee? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think millennials are moving to Arkansas. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm probably going to be There are Tennessee, safe. though. Nashville and Clarksville are 19 and 20. Definitely Nashville is becoming a liberal enclave. Yeah. Clarksville? I think I, that's been happening for a while, though, right? Clarksville surprises me. Yeah, I don't, I, I've never been there, so I don't know. Yeah, that's close to uh, Fort Campbell, which is a big military town. So um, that's just north of Nashville. So uh, a little bit surprised by that. So, um, yeah, nowhere I'm considering going for retirement, so I think we're going to be safe there. Um, Want to avoid most millennials. Are, you're a millennial, though, right? Yeah. And yet I, I don't avoid you. offense to that. Don't be offended <laughs> by that. Hey, in the coming weeks here on Dale Carter's America, we're going to have some special guests that are going to be coming up. Are we getting closer on Mark Alford? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think okay. we're, we're locked in. Mark Alford, District 4 um, congressman. A uh, longtime friend of mine who was an anchor at uh, Fox 4. It's going to be interesting to, to get his take on his first year in Congress, if it's all that he expected it to be or if he can't wait to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. A couple of questions for Mark Alford. Um, we're going to talk to Dave Caius coming up, who is a, a comedian 
and we're going to talk about the death of comedy. And really, I mean, you know, if you're my age or older, you grew up with Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, a guy who kind of like what I try and do on my morning show at KFKF is not make it overly overbearing from a political point of view, but poking fun at both sides. And that's what Johnny Carson wrote the book on. And yet, if you watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, which I hope you don't, or that Colbert guy, which I hope you don't, uh, you're basically, it's like, liberal agenda, liberal agenda, liberal agenda. Uh, Trump's bad. Turn on the laugh track. Um, so we're going to talk to comedian Dave Caius about that and get his take on that. Uh, some other surprises are coming as well. So it's going to be a big December, and then we're going to get into 2024 and a huge presidential election. So a lot to come. Thank you for locking in with us. Until next week, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.